0: Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Today, we're going to continue our series, Character is Everything, and we're going to be taking a look at the quality of self-control. Okay, self-control. Well, what is it? You can control yourself, right? Isn't that what self-control is? We have some control over ourselves. But what do we have control over? Self-control is exercising restraint restraint over my thoughts, words, actions, attitudes, and motives. In other words, you got you have the ability to control what you think what you think. And if you've got negative thoughts that are rushing in, you have a system in place to help you control those thoughts. And it could be therapy, it could be cognitive behavioral work, whatever it may be, you realize that your thoughts are beginning to run away with you. And you need to control them. Your words. Having control over your words. People say things to you and you get angry. Maybe you want to say something back. Maybe you say something off the cuff and you offend somebody. You think before you speak. Your actions. And there's a lot of actions associated with self-control. You could eat too much, drink too much, spend too much. There's a lot of things that are in there. And in this day and age when we're worried about teenage obesity and diabetes and our health and all kinds of other things, self-control is pretty critical because you have to control yourself to watch what you drink, watch what you eat, and how you spend money for sure. Your attitudes. Somebody asks you to do something, you got a crummy attitude. You don't want to do it, but you do it with a lousy attitude. I'd rather say to somebody, I don't want to do it, than do it with a crummy attitude. And the person who you're doing it for would rather have you not do it. Husbands and wives go through this all the time. Wife wants to go out somewhere to the store, wants to go visit her parents. Husband doesn't want to go. He goes, but he makes life miserable for everybody. And you have to have control over your attitude if you make a decision to go somewhere or do something that you're not crazy about doing. And your motives. Why do you do things? What's... What's your reasoning behind looking for another job? What's your reasoning for wanting to, um, uh, I don't know, maybe get out of your marriage? What's your reasoning for shopping at certain stores? What's your reasoning for talking to certain people? Are those people going to do something for you? And maybe that's the reason why you're talking to them. You're motivated by what you can get in return. Now, the opposite of self-control is self-indulgence. And this quality is so important. It is one of these things that, you know, if we can get a grip on it, we could literally change our lives and we could help change the lives of our students, I mean, I don't know, have you taken a real good look at society today? I'm sitting here on a Sunday morning, and 20 people were just killed in El Paso, Texas in a Walmart, and then we had another shooting within 24 hours in Dayton, Ohio. And when you look at it, you're wondering, what in the world could anyone ...be that mad at? What is the problem here? That you think that you can just walk in... ...to a store... ...and take that type of action... ...and kill people? What is wrong? And I guarantee you... ...the ability to control... ...whoever did this... ...their thoughts... And their actions come into play. They lose control of the way they think. They think it's okay. They have entitlement. And they go off and they start shooting people. We've drifted far, far afoot from where we need to be as a culture. When we have two of these events in less than 24 hours. And I think that we need to take a good hard look at the mental health industry and we need to take a good hard look at a lot of things that are related to the attitudes of people and why we have such bitterness in this world where someone would just decide that the way he's going to get even is kill people. And I think it's important to take a look at this quality today because it's critical. And we have to teach our kids this so they don't grow up angry kids and move forward and maybe do something unspeakable to themselves or to other people. Now, I went to a Catholic grammar school for nine years. Catholic grammar school. You know, you had to wear uniforms. So there wasn't any clothes competition. Nobody came in with different pants or a different shirt or a different blouse or anything like that. We all had to wear the same clothes. We went to church all the time. So we did get some formal spiritual training. I mean, you couldn't even think of using profanity because you thought the nuns could read your mind and would find out what you were thinking. We learned good penmanship. We were respectful, compliant, and responsible. That's what we were. You know why? No one gave us a choice in any of these areas. I was forced to do them. It wasn't like one of the nuns would say to me, You can go to church if you like, or why don't you try and hold your pencil this way, or that the way to speak, or, you know, is that the way to speak to someone? If I didn't do it the way it was supposed to be done, I would get clobbered. That's it. Do it. There's no choice. And when you don't have a choice, you learn to get into the habits of doing things that you should be doing. Like being respectful, responsible, and compliant. There's not a choice. You do it. Someone would get it almost every day because they lacked self-control. Now, as I look back on this experience, the one thing that I realize is that this type of education taught me something that no one talks about today. We don't talk about this. Just self-control should almost be graded on a report card. the majority of the problems that a person faces in life are related to a lack of self-control. We want things. And we overindulge ourselves. Can't control our temper. We lust after things that we can't have, like someone else's spouse. And we develop habits that you can't break. And some of these habits are not too good. Like drinking and then maybe driving. Or smoking and blowing smoke all over the house for your kids to inhale. Self-control is taught. It is a taught quality that we have to begin to focus on. Now. Why does it all happen? No one gave us a choice. No one gave us a choice. If I did something that exhibited a lack of self-control, somebody grabbed me and reamed me out, or in the worst case scenario, okay, I got clobbered by someone, an adult. Now, I'm not advocating hitting kids but fifty years ago, almost sixty years ago now, you went to a Catholic grammar school. It was almost as if you, your parents, signed off and said, "Yeah, you can grab him if you want." Nobody got hurt, and everybody learned. I mean, there was one nun that we had—very short, little nun, Sister Hulahan. She could control a classroom filled with 60 boys. I was taught to wait online, raise my hand, take my time, practice until I got it right, memorized, and I got drilled on skills that everyone knew were necessary for lifelong success. Look, a musician practices endless hours to perform a single piece of music students study instead of watching tv or playing on their cell phones or streaming something on television and athletes devote years of their lives to prepare for an olympic event that may only last a few minutes why does that why can they do that because they have the ability to prioritize what they want They can control themselves. And when the boys come calling and you're in the middle of a training session for an event as an athlete, you say, sorry, guys, can't go. And when you're an adult and you're looking to take off a couple of pounds and you got to go to somebody's house, you know, because they're having a gathering and you get there and there's food there galore You have to practice self-control if you want to lose weight. And if drinking has put you in a position where your life has become unmanageable, you have to decide what's eating at you and lay off the booze. Easier said than done sometimes. But self-control is not easy. It's hard. The concept of self-control... Delayed gratification and discipline just seem so counter to our culture. We use credit cards because we want things right away. We we become impatient if we have to wait more than a few moments at at a drive-thru at McDonald's. And we become impatient if our computer doesn't work as fast as we like or if the text message that we're sending comes back undelivered. We eat ourselves into obesity and poor health because it feels good with little consideration for the long-term consequences. And I said it before, self-control needs to be graded in school and looked at as a quality for lifelong success. Now, if you were someone you know is having trouble with self-control, I have a friend named Sister Hoolihan who still thinks self-control is important. She's four feet eight inches tall and she can still make a grown man hold his pencil the right way. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Please go to my website, www.bullyproofclassroom.com. There's free resources there. There's products there. There's courses there. If you've been listening to these podcasts, you know... I've been saying this continuously, your help, your support with these podcasts and on my website, keep us going. So we look to you for help all the time. If you like this podcast, please send it to others. Send this podcast out to others. The whole podcast, there's about 120 episodes. If you like this episode, send this one to somebody. Maybe someone will get some help and that's what I'd like to see. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. We will see you and you will hear me in the next episode.